Yo, 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 what's going on? Shot callers back in the building. It's Monday night, baby. You know what that means. I'm sorry, Tim. I'm going to, we're going <laughs> to, I just had the athletic thing pop up again and it said Carl Lawson traded to Jets. It just made me think about this, this such sad news. Um, I know we are NBA guys, but we are sports guys. And uh, our uh, Tim's beloved Bengals just traded away one of their best players. So, um, or let him walk, I mean. So he signs with the Jets. But anyway. Bums. Bums, <laughs> bums. man. Bums. Pure so here we bums. Are. Pure, pure bums. <laughs> but here we are, man, back again. Uh, going to talk some NBA hoops. Uh, the three of us are back together, back in the saddle. Uh, as you already know, my, my brother from another mother, Timmy D in the house. What's going on? Well, you know, I was in a good mood. You know, I was like all excited. You got baseball season around the corner. We got March Madness. We're down. We're down to the. We're about to get down the stretch for the playoffs of the NBA. I'm like, this is the best sports time of the year. And then Ben mm. comes on here and he just tells <laughs> you that Carl Lawson signs with the New York Jets. The Jets. The Jets. Mm-hmm. They're the, like one of the only three franchises worse than the Bengals. And he signs yeah. with those bums. He goes from bum <laughs> to more more bums. So I'm good, Ben. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Would you say? Hey- but them better, hey, them, <laughs> them bums are gonna pay him twelve million a year. <laughs> uh, and, and my ace Buku is back. My number one, my road dog, Joshua Odellis, Borellis, Montellus, Overzealous, Hayes. What's going on, my brother? That didn't even sound fun today. That didn't even sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's crazy. Um, I met, I missed you guys Sunday last week i was bummed about that and then we missed tim when we recorded and uh-huh. uh, although sean filled in he did a fantastic job always fun uh hanging out with sean himself but you know i got my crew back man i'm ready to roll man absolutely absolutely so we are in this back half of this nba season we are already past the off break uh, and starting to head down the home stretch of the nba season so we thought we would take a look here tonight uh, here on uh, Shot Callers at the recent trade rumors. Uh, for those of you that follow our, our guy Shams, um, he has released some trade rumors recently uh, of, of some guys that could possibly make in some moves to help some of these playoff contenders um, strengthen their rosters. So uh, we've got these pulled up here. Just kind of we're going to go through these briefly, just try to get a feel of, of – of uh, what uh, might be going on and, and where guys may land. Uh, so, uh, Timmy D, uh, we've got this pulled up here. What, what are your thoughts on some of the trades that uh, Shams dropped on us earlier uh, today uh, via The Athletic? So the easy ones are obviously guys, you know, like Andre Drummond's coming up quite a bit. It's looking like the Cavs aren't going to be able to find someone to make a trade for. So he's looking more and more like a buyout candidate. Um, obviously, you know, we all knew the Nets wanted Andre Drummond. That hasn't been a secret. And, you know, Blake Griffin just went through. They were teammates from Detroit for a while. So maybe that piques his interest. But he's also really good friends with Anthony Davis. Um, so this is also a potential spot for him as well. I know the Lakers and the Nets have kind of been the top two candidates for him. So um, obviously he helps either team a ton. You know, I think Andre Drummond's very good. Obviously, there's no doubt about it. He's a terrific talent. So that's one that's really shocks me. But some of these smaller names too, um, you know, obviously we know like LaMarcus Aldridge is now out of San Antonio. 
And it's been talked about for a long time that he's always, he's said that he wanted to go back to Portland and end his career there. So that's intriguing. Um, George Hill, I think is going to be a point guard. It's going to help a team down the stretch. Uh, OKC's finally at the point where they're just another NBA team. They're, you know, not playing over their head too much anymore. So get him in a situation where he can go help a team be a good veteran guard uh, would be awesome. So yeah, man. And obviously Aaron Gordon's a, a pretty sexy name right now for teams. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily love Aaron Gordon, the basketball player. I feel like he is like the ultimate video game player. He dunks, he occasionally shoots threes and that's all you get from him. Um, yeah. But, you know, do I think he could definitely help an NBA team? Absolutely. And I think Orlando is just kidding themselves. They think that they're just going to keep it all together and make the playoffs again next year. Like, no, blow it up, blow it up. Yeah. Get you might, out yeah. of there. Get those dudes out yeah. of there. It's a smart move. No one's at your games right now. So it's not like you're losing attendance and ticket sales because you can't have fans. So right. you don't, I mean, it just makes sense for them at this point to kind of just move forward and start over. I mean, this is a great draft class to start over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would really like to see them move uh, Vucevic out of there. Um, he's been phenomenal for a team that's not going anywhere. Um, he would help so many teams send him to Charlotte. on a different roster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Dude, if you send him to Charlotte, that, that with that young core – Huge. That, huge. Yeah, that's huge. Lamelo might that's have 18 huge. assists a game with that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I just think that he is a player that deserves better. Um, and, and and to get him off of that roster, and we've looked at that roster. It's not good. I mean, it, it's not a good roster. Um, Gordon right now, I believe, is still injured, isn't he? I mean, he's yeah. not even playing. Markel's so, hurt. Markel's hurt. I mean, it's it, it's time for them to blow that up and start fresh, like you said, Tim. Um, they there. This is a great draft. If you're going to blow it up, you might as well blow it up now, um, and, and get what you can and 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 use this draft to build on. And we mentioned we mentioned last week, Tim, while you were um, on vacation, you know, out covering stuff that uh, we thought that the the would be an intriguing go to. Um, you know, a team that could compete in the West if they had some another guy who um, could help those two guard along with uh, all those shooters that they have. And he can also step out and shoot. So that was something that we were kind of talking about last week. And we thought that that was a good fit for him. Obviously, not really sure if that's where he's going to go. That was kind of my my I was throwing one out there like, hey, if he went here, this team could potentially you know, make a run in the West, but sure. you know, you never know what happens when these trades start coming up. It's always like who can fit who three, you know, they try to find three teams that can fit so you can move money around and stuff like that. So you just never know. Yeah. The biggest team linked to Aaron Gordon lately has been Minnesota. Um, there's I been a lot that, of discussions yeah. of him going there, which truthfully, I don't know the fit of him and cat because like, I know, right. the, I know the Timberwolves are awful. Like it's no secret how bad they are. Um, but if you've been watching cat this like last couple weeks, like he's really improved defensively. Like he's been really good defensively. He's had some leaps, here, you know, he's had some laps here and there. You see some highlights where people have been knocking on him. Um, mm-hmm. but really like man to man defensively, like guarding the post, like he's been great. Like he's been really good finally. And like, you know, when people like have these, like these like narratives about cat, like, I don't think he could be the best part of the championship team. I'm like, you're on crack. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind he could be the best player. I, if you've watched any film from him over the last three years, you know a healthy Carl Anthony Towns can can be the best player on any team, yeah. um, uh, you know, including a championship team. 
But like you said, the Minnesota Timberwolves are are another team that's going nowhere. They've lost 10 of their last 12. Um, so, I, I mean, you can send him there. I don't like the fit. I don't think Aaron Gordon and Carly Towns are a good fit. Not to um, mention D'Angelo Russell. And... D'Angelo Russell and, and Anthony. I, I think that I think that Minnesota, with the three guys, and we're going to talk about Mr. Edwards later, but him, D'Lo, and Cat, I, I I like them three together. Um, I I just think that they need one. I think they need a, a few more pieces, of course. Um, but I I think that they just need possibly like a um, like a veteran like a veteran presence. Like I I still feel like those guys are missing. Actually, like a PJ Tucker. Not saying PJ Tucker's going to go there, but a guy like PJ Tucker. You know what I mean? Uh, a veteran presence, a leader, a guy that's won some games. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do there, or what, what's going on, but Minnesota's kind of a sinking ship. Even though they've got, you know, three really good players, I, I you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. My, um, my dream at this point is that somehow, some way, maybe in the offseason, D'Angelo Russell ends up with the Knicks. I just – I yeah. want it to happen at this point. Like, I just think it'd be awesome you know, fit for them. Yeah, you know, you know what's crazy is that um, I don't think people realize like these 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 two kids have been in the league for a good amount of time and they're only twenty five, like mm-hmm. they still have a good ten year stretch of prime, you know, where you, you put some pieces around them they'll be okay and they it's not like Minnesota doesn't have talent I mean right. you know, uh, yeah, what's the what's the guard's name that's in trouble right now Baisley. Yeah, Malik Beasley. Beasley. Uh, Beasley. Beasley, yeah. Beasley, not Beasley. I mean, you got to think, like, all the stuff that's going on with him. When... <laughs> you, you should know I traded him to you in our fantasy league. <laughs> hey, hey, I tell you what, man, he was he was killing it until he, he got was. suspended. So I was yeah. I was happy with it. That was the sweetener but, um, in the LeBron James trade. But uh, Edwards is only going to as- ascend. So, you know, D'Lo and, and Cat are perennial all-stars. So, you know, you get Edwards on that level with them and you get them a couple pieces around them. Like you said, some veteran. Every team needs some veteran leadership no matter what. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what the pieces are, are going to be. But um, I was talking about Vucevic earlier, not Aaron Gordon. My apologies when I was talking about trading to Portland. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, we talked last week about Aaron Gordon and uh, I wasn't. Tim, you would have been – we were talking about, like, the dunk contest and the all-star game and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was just – how, like, when those two guys were in the dunk contest, how they weren't superstars and, like, neither one of them were household names. And now we're at the point where our boy Zach Levine in Chicago is making a household name for himself and Aaron Gordon's still trying to find his way. And um, I definitely think that he's he's just got to stay healthy. He can't stay healthy lately. He's yeah. starting to remind me of Blake Griffin a little bit. Yeah. That's a great comp. That's an awesome yep. comp, except for Blake was a really good defender in his prime. Um, that's yeah. the only difference between the two. But, like, I think when you kind of talk about those two, um, the difference I think you realize with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon is um, not – I'm not saying Aaron Gordon doesn't work at his game or he hasn't, like, tried to improve. But you can see where, like, people like, you know, with Zach Levine, they're like, man, like, you've got to be a better help defender. So, like, if you see him on the weak side now, he attacks – um, you know, he might not always be in the right place, but you can see how much he cares about that now. And I just feel like with Aaron Gordon, it's been like, you know, yeah, man, you're a great dunker. You can shoot from three um, and you're, you're really good on the offensive boards, but we need you to do more. 
and you just haven't seen that. And it's been six years that we've been waiting for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He he's that guy that that's you you've waited for him to kind of take that next step, and he's never quite gotten there. He's never quite turned it over. So. Um, the one that's kind of intriguing for me, and I know that we've already mentioned his name, but LaMarcus Aldridge, um, you know, up to last year, I mean, this guy, I mean, he was still averaging 18 and seven, you know, the year before that he was 21 and nine. Now he, he had a, yeah, he's, yeah, he was an all-star in 2018, 19. So, um, he's not too far removed. Uh, I mean, he's 35 years old, but, um. I mean, of course, to see him go back to Portland would be cool. Uh, but are, are, is there another team um, out there that that he could help and make them uh, more of a contender? Um, I, I mean, he's he still, I think, has a reputable game left in him. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Portland's still a good fit. I mean, you put him with Portland. Um, I still like him with CJ and, and Dave. Um, and, and Nurkic and, and, and those guys and, and Carmelo. I, I, I like him out there. I, I really do. Um, but I, I I don't know, man. I would really like to see, and I don't even know if the, the numbers would work. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what, just, where, where he would fit. But Phoenix. I just saw he's he's $24 Phoenix million would this be, year. Yeah. Phoenix. Phoenix would be a great fit. I mean, well, I know he's been linked to the East. He's been linked to the East with the Celtics and the Heat. You know, both of those teams are trying to figure stuff out. He'd be great because for the Celtics. He'd be awesome. He would be great for the Celtics as well. I mean, I, I think that they're – I mean, I like Portland. He would fit great in Portland. But, you know, if he's in the East with the Celtics, um, I, I think that's a that's a great fit for him as well. Um, I just think he's got – I still think he's got a little bit more in the tank. I mean, he's he's – just two years removed from being an all-star, I think he can still be a contributor uh, to a, a playoff contending team. Yeah, the only thing with, like, as Josh kind of said, he's linked to the Celtics, and that's definitely, like, a good fit. Um, but everything you read right now is it seems like they seem to think they're getting – they're really close to getting John Collins and uh, from Atlanta. Ooh, the Celtics? Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's a big Ooh. discussion right now is they really believe they can get John Collins. Oh, man. I, I would never doubt Danny Ings, though. I mean, he's he's made some phenomenal moves in the, in the past. I, I mean, they but they're always John so Collins, close, Ben. They're always so close. Right. You remember everything right. you read? We were so close to Anthony Davis. We were well, so close to Kevin Durant. We were so close and, and to James Harden. We were I'll, so close to this. Blake Griffin. Yeah. And I, I'll say this: even if they trade for John Collins, I still don't think they can beat the Bucks or the Sixers with a healthy Embiid. Um, I heard I, what they I, offered the Pacers for Paul George a couple years ago. Yeah, you would you would scream if I told you what it was on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I still don't think the Celtics would have enough to beat the the two best teams in the East, uh, which are you know Milwaukee and Philadelphia right now. So, um, uh, any other are there any other trades? I know we talked about Drummond. Um, I know we talked about um, P.J. Tucker. Um, I think the other two were a couple of veterans, Trevor Ariza and George Hill. And George Hill. I feel like Trevor Ariza is going to end up in Brooklyn somehow. 
You think so? I just feel like it just it feels right. You know, it kind of just feels like everybody wants everybody wants <laughs> to go to Bedstuy. Dude, it's true. Like, you know, like Josh. I mean, you know, why wouldn't you though? Right. Like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, you look at like Bruce Brown and how much Steve Nash and crew has ele- have elevated him to be like a really good player. I mean, he was already a good player with the Pistons, but now he's a really good rotation player. Like you know what I think happened. Um, I really think what happened is that those three guys bought in. They, they got him to buy in, and they got James yeah. Harden to buy in. And I think when people saw James Harden buy in and he sacrificed scoring for the rest of it, everybody's like, "Oh, you're absolutely okay. right. You're absolutely yep, right." I agree with you. And and and, and I don't want to undersell Steve Nash, um, but gosh dang man, I I really think he's had a positive effect on on not only Harden but Kyrie as well. I. I just think well, those guys are paying. Once I just Kyrie, think they're, I really think, right, once Kyrie I, I signed think, off on him, yeah. right? But but I I think that they're playing they're playing so unselfish, and and the one who is leading the charge is Harden. Like like James Harden has been phenomenal. I mean, not only is he getting his numbers, but he is he's doing things in that offense that are are Steve Nash esque. I mean, not only can he score, but he's 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 moving the ball. He's getting great assists. Um, he's giving great effort on defense, which I never thought I'd see. Um, he he has really stepped his game up. And, and Kyrie, um, to to complement that, isn't isn't being as ball dominant as we're used to seeing Kyrie. If that makes sense. Um, <laughs> Kyrie was like, I don't want to play off the ball with LeBron. He goes to Brooklyn. Yeah, I'll play off the ball here. That's cool. Yeah, I'll play off the ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> which, which is crazy. You know, you think about that. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Play off the ball is fun. But, but yeah, I, I just think that um, I give Steve Nash a lot of credit. Um, you know, and that, I mean, that, that Nets coaching staff in general, and a lot of credit. When you have that many guys um, and, and you've got egos, you've got, all the other things that the NBA player possesses and to be able to get those guys to play the way they're playing right now. And on top of that, you're, you don't have to rush to get Kevin Durant back. Hey, I saw, I saw a play the other night. Um, I know this is a subject, but this is the difference between James Harden now and James Harden in Houston. He was on the wing and he was doing all of his dribble, dribble, pitter patter stuff between the legs and all that. Seconds or less. Yeah. He did. He did a step back. He did a step back, but he kept his dribble. He went forward again. He did another step back, and he crossed over. He got into the lane. DeAndre Jordan was out on the wing. He cut to the basket. He threw the ball to DeAndre Jordan real quick. Jordan gave the ball back to Harden while he was in the lane, and then Harden threw uh, Jordan a oop, and he dunked it. And I was like, holy crap. Like, that was really fast ball movement. Before, James Harden would have just either went to the rack and tried to get fouled, or he would have tried to build himself out by trying to find somebody in a corner to shoot a three. And that may be the, the Steve Nash effect where Nash has got guys in positions to move to the basket. He's got guys that aren't just going to stand out of the three point line. He's got guys constantly in rotation where it frees Harden up to be able to use his, um, his playmaking ability to get some of these easy assists. And I think the reason Kyrie is so so comfortable playing off the ball is because he knows that James Harden is going to pass the ball at some point. He's averaging 11 assists a game out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, it, it, yeah. Go ahead, it's, 
it's like Josh said a couple of weeks ago. It's like, oh, who would have figured that Kyrie Irving, the best under the rim finisher in basketball, is a really good cutter, right? What how crazy is that? Right. Yeah, exactly. I, and it's it's uh it's crazy to see that come together. I mean, because like you said, Tim, you know, I can't play off the ball with LeBron, possibly the greatest playmaker creator there is in the game, but I can do it with James Harden. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, are I they going to have to get rid of KD? <laughs> right, you know, <laughs> like who needs that Durant guy? I mean, yeah, I mean hey, that's that's pocket change. But you know, this this team is winning basketball games, and you know, essentially their best player doesn't have to rush himself back. I mean, he you know he he can take his time. So uh, leading, we got what leading ten days. That? We got ten days, nine days until the. Uh, yeah, does that sound right? Twenty. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that roster shapes out. You know what I'm kind of curious about um, with that, and I know this is kind of off topic. If you're the Sixers right now, so we know Embiid's out for a couple weeks, and you know yep. you're looking at a situation where you're probably playing Dwight Howard more minutes than you want to. You just got Paul Reed back from the bubble, from the G League bubble, where he was outstanding. If you guys remember, mm-hmm. I spoke very highly of Paul Reed coming out of DePaul. Loved his game. Yeah. Thought he would transcribe really well the NBA. I had him in late first round. Um, the fact that he went at the end of the second blew my mind. So he goes into the G League. He has 22, 12, and what, two steals and 1.3 blocks a game. Do you think the Sixers and Doc give him a chance to kind of be a, in the rotate the big man rotation until Embiid gets back, or do you think they go get someone else? Um, I, I think you, I think you, you, I think you have to give him an opportunity. I agree. Um, he he's a guy that's in your system. He's a guy that knows your system, um, and he's a guy that has proven. Um, on a nightly basis that he can be, you know, contribute uh, big time points and big time minutes. Um, will he be Embiid? No, of course not. Neither is Dwight Howard. But I, I think if you combine the two and you give him his opportunity, um, I think that he's going to be able to uh, be serviceable enough to be able to get you through the six weeks. I, I And two, I mean, who do you go out and get if you're Philly? I mean, who do you go out and get? JaVale, I mean, McGee. Uh, JaVale McGee. I was just about to say that. Yeah, but I mean, do you get him before the Nets get him, or you get him before, or do you? I mean, I, I don't know. A lot changes in two weeks, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the net. The, I mean, the Nets could be in the have this one seed in the before Embiid comes back. Like that's how fast things could change. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's a big uh, yeah. deal. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Uh, but I, I do think you have to give give him a shot, give him an opportunity. Yeah, I love Paul Reed, man. Love so, him at the Paul. Yeah, love him at the Paul. I think you got to so, do both. I think you got to give him a chance and get somebody else just in case. Could you get Lamarcus Aldridge? I mean, you could. The biggest you, you know, I, I mean, he's a veteran guy that could give you quality minutes and. Um, and I still as, think as a proven player. I still think that somebody needs to try to buy out Whiteside. And, Lakers are and, trying to. They'll link to him if they can't get drummer he's, he's yeah, I feel like when he's in the right environment, like I feel like that that little stint he had with the Heat, man, he was a pretty he was a load. He had Dwayne yeah. Wade there too, which really played a part in just him being like having that guy to kind of like push him. Yeah. So I yeah. definitely agree with you. Like Sacramento's not a good spot for him. By any means. No. Actually, I don't know. Marvin Bagley just broke his hand. So I did see that. That just came across. 
I, I'm not gonna say anything, Tim. I didn't want to break your heart again. He's like, Dang, Marvin Bagley's one of my favorite. like ah oh, man, my yeah, fault. I, don't, I didn't mean to. I don't necessarily care about Marvin Bagley. <laughs> um, I just I have I have his rookie cards. I have stock in him, but that's, other than that. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Tell you also, I have a ton of rookie so, cards right now. Is Anthony Edwards? For some reason, I end up with five of them somehow. Oh man! Hey, you know what? You want to hold on to those? Oh, I'm going that to. Guy is, yeah, that <laughs> guy to. is a monster. You can get this for five uh, bucks that... a pop right now. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. That, Buy them. You, you better. Buy them. Would you say it, uh, it, his stock is rising? Uh, invest in Edwards is that's what good, I think is what it that's says. A, that's a good lead. Invest in. with. <laughs> yeah, that, invest in Edwards. So. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, for those of you that uh, are NBA savvy, uh, this young man has been on an absolute tear uh, the last seven, eight games. Uh, now, granted, the Timberwolves are not good. Uh, they're they're not a good basketball team. They're not. Um, but you know, over the last seven games, uh, he's gone twenty one points. Nine rebounds, 21.6 rebounds, 24.5 rebounds, 19.5 rebounds, 27.4 rebounds, 21 points, eight rebounds, and 34 points and four rebounds. Um, he has been an absolute phenomenal player the last uh, two weeks of this season. Um, guys, we talked about Minnesota earlier. Um, you've got Dilo, you've got Cat, you've got Edwards. Um, how, this guy has been playing out of his mind. Um, and, and, and I don't know if it was expected or not because, you know, you know, when you get, when you draft a guy, you know, what do you, what do you expect? But, um, is he, I mean, LaMelo's kind of came on. Who's your rookie of the year? I mean, well, this I'm, guy's been, I mean, this guy's I'm been gonna, playing outstanding. I'm going to tell you that I thought he was the best player in the draft. Yeah. That, that was my thought process. Um, I I will say that for the time being, I think LaMelo has ran away with rookie of the year. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody could catch him, but if anybody can catch him, it's going to be this kid. And if he keeps playing like this, and I think the longer that Russell's out um, in the, the more chances he gets, especially with Beasley being out, like he, they're, they're having to lean on him a little bit. Um, I think the more he gets to show, and I, I just like his attitude. I like how he approaches the game. Like he has no fear. He's super confident. He's lightweight, kind of cocky. He's funny as hell. He's funny. Yeah. Like like Tim, I was going to let you mention what you said you loved about him, what he did the other night or uh, <laughs> when he – I mean, he's he had probably the dunk of the year already. <laughs> Man, two of he them. Probably the top, probably two of the top three. <laughs> yeah, his, his, his sunken deck, his second dunk in the lane, it was, was pretty nasty too. But uh, what he did to Mello the other night, <laughs> I thought it was yeah. kind of hilarious. <laughs> so there was that, and then um, did you see his post game presser when like he was the guy was like, you know, you've been shooting the ball really well uh, for a bit here, um, and you know he's like. Not really. They're like, you shot six of 13 from three. He's like, yeah, and there's seven of them. He's, they're like, I mean, if you, sh-, he's like, if I was shot nine of 13, then I'd be happy. And they're like, uh, and they go, if you shoot nine of 13, you're shooting better than Steph. He's like, oh, there's no way I shoot better than Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Love that kid. Love that kid. It's the kind of kid you want. And like, the thing that's really cool about him the most, and when I interviewed Dane Moore um, on 48 Minutes, we talked about this, was he knows where he's at. I think that's the thing I really like. He's not like 
big headed. He's not like I'm mm-hmm. a superstar right now. He's confident in himself. Like Josh said, he's definitely cocky. He definitely believes in himself. Um, but it's but not one of those where you're like, exactly. man, I hate this kid. No, it's right. like, it's like, I know I'm good now and I'm only going to get better. And I know where I can get better. Um, you know, the, the Wolves didn't draft him just to be a part of the, like a good player. Like they draft him to be part of their franchise. Um, and that right. he really believes he's going to get there and he knows he has improvement. So, you know, he's definitely got a root for, he's very likable. Um, Josh, you talked about how good of a kid he is. You know, there was that story where he found out about that guy on social media where like the kid where his mom passed away. Those of you who know the story, his mom passed away and he was really young. So he mm-hmm. like made a friendship with this guy, like reached out to him and started talking to him about just a few things and like kind of being like, Hey, if you need anything, I'm here. Um, and then he's got like really funny pressers too, where he's like, there's one where he like a bag of Popeyes. They're like, did you get Popeyes? He's like, yeah, I had to get it after the game. <laughs> like He's just like, <laughs> he's so marketable and he's just really like, I'm going to, I'm going to pull for that kid. I'm going to watch him every chance I get. So yeah. Uh, in- interesting enough, him and LaMelo are actually tied for scoring average right now at 15.8 points per game for rookies. Now, obviously, LaMelo has a, you know, he's a little taller, so he grabs a couple more rebounds. He's got the ball a little bit more, so he averages more assists. Um, LaMelo is actually shooting better than him from the floor at 45% and 38% from three-point range, shooting 38% and 31%. Uh, But the big difference I saw is that LaMelo has like 30 more turnovers than Edwards, but a lot with him having the ball in his hands more. Right. Um, right. So he's definitely going to have to get those shooting averages up, but I just think it's hard. I mean, 16, six and six. Pretty good. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I think what comes back to, if you guys remember, like everyone was like, well, this is a really bad draft. Like there's no, you know, and like, I was like, no, it's a good draft. There's just no, there's no Chris Weber, you know, there's no Zion Williamson. There's no like that guy. Um, but, right. you know, let's look at the top four right now. Lamella, I mean, you know, you start with Anthony Edwards, who you're seeing on this tear. Um, James Wiseman, I know he's kind of been in and out with like the rotation, but you can see how confident those, the Warriors are in him. Um, Lamella mm-hmm. is obviously terrific. Patrick Williams has been phenomenal for the Bulls. They have him guarding the best part on the other team every night. Um, and even if you go down, so Chris Brouch is in our, in our chat right now, and he has our thoughts on Emmanuel quickly. Like, that's another kid who, like, he wants the ball in his hands when the game's on the line. And, like, I love yeah. that swagger that kid has. So I think this draft, and, like, even though, you know, you just saw Alexei Pokashevsky, who had a really good bubble, and he's come back, and the, the, the Thunder are playing him 35, 40 minutes a game. So he's Right, he's getting tons of minutes. Yep. Yeah, like, I really like this draft. I think it just got, like, kind of shit on, uninten- like, for like no reason i think people just didn't yeah. do the research they're like there's no the zion is there between zion you're between kate cunningham well this can't be good and it's like no no this draft is good and the i think that's what happened good good job. oh no i was just gonna say and tim was super high on uh tyrese when he came out you know that was that was one of the guys and he's right up there with those guys you know we we talked very highly i remember exactly i was like i don't understand why that sacramento drafted him when they got De'Aaron fox and, uh, you know, that that, that kind of put a foot in my mouth real fast with that because he's he's contributed on that team. And um, we all were high on James Wiseman. Um, you know, Cole Anthony has been hurt, so we, we don't really know what he's going to bring to the table yet. Um, but he's been decent. Um, I think what you see with a lot of rookies is they come in the league and they struggle with the shooting because the game's more spread out. 
Um, it's a lot faster paced than college. You know, there's only 24 seconds on the shot clock. So it's kind of a, and they have to get used to that. So it takes some games to do it. I mean, so um, I, I think this, this draft class turned out to be a way better than I think anybody even imagined. And I think there's going to end up being probably four or five like superstars that end up coming up out of this draft when it's all said and done. Especially Pat Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things, Tim, you brought up a great point. Um, since since there's no there were no like known superstars in the draft, people were like, Oh, well, this isn't a good draft. You know, everybody looks for that marquee name, like your Zion, like Chris Weber, like, you know, whatever draft it may be. They look for those marquee names, but they don't realize that there's so many good players that are so good fits for their teams that it just works out well. Like people weren't high on LaMelo. They were like, is this game going to translate over to the NBA? He's playing in Europe. Um, and, and, you know, they noticed his minute restriction when he first started out with the Hornets. And they were like, oh, well, you know, maybe they don't trust him. And then he starts playing more minutes. And then they realize how great of a fit he is. So then he, you know, he upgrades that the draft, you know, just like Wiseman. Well, Wiseman will upgrade this draft. It's, you know, with his play, Halliburton will upgrade it. You know, like these guys are getting quality minutes, uh, and, and it's it's been it's been great. It's been great to see those kids uh, get their opportunity in this draft. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, and it, it's even going deeper than that. So you know, you look at like I mentioned, like like I think the G League was great for this class. Um, yes. guys, guys like Nico Mannion got a chance to really show how good they are and how much, how much they could potentially be a part of the Warriors future um, in the G league. He also signs like a endorsement deal with like a Italian pasta, like sauce company. I think it might've been rigatoni actually. So like, you know, what? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Say that again. Apparently Nico Mania, I can't remember the exact company, but he signed with like one of those, like when you go to the grocery store and you see like, there's like a, there's like the whole aisle of like, uh, pasta sauces yeah. like marinaras and things like that. He signed an endorsement deal with one of those companies. Like, <laughs> my man, hey, secure get your, your bag, bag fam. get your bag, secure, secure your bag. You know what I mean? Secure your bag. I, I'm with it. I'm <laughs> with it. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. That sounds like me. I want. I want to. I want an endorsement deal with some pasta sauce. That's yeah. No kidding. Right. Yeah, Ben. You know, man. you know, we we should have had that endorsement deal with that Dom DeLuise, man. <laughs> man. That Dom DeLuise had it had it shaking, boy. Y'all don't even know about it. it was, they it they don't unreal. they don't know about the real. <laughs> <laughs> Come for basketball, yeah, Tim, we found for the, pasta. We... Oh yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Um, really quick, gentlemen. Um, I wanted to discuss. Uh, future Hall of Famer, a guy that I'd given a hard time to uh, on the podcast a couple years ago who's actually came up and has been lights out uh, for the Portland Trailblazers, and that is one, Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo became uh, number 11 all-time, passing the great Akeem Olajuwon in scoring. Um, he has had a phenomenal season. Um, once again, uh, Carmelo, if you're listening, and I know you do, um, <laughs> I, I I apologize uh, two years ago when I said that you were done and that it was over. 
Um, I, I want that to be known to the world. I apologize. Um, but Carmelo has been outstanding. I actually have – he's on my fantasy basketball team, and he's been phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, to be able to pass uh, Hakeem Olajuwon on that list, he's also one of those – he's in that LeBron class. What is he, 35, 30, mm-hmm. 36, somewhere there? I mean, he's he has turned back the, the hands of time uh, and has been has been phenomenal for that Portland team, especially while C.J. McCollum has been out with an injury. So – uh, big ups to Carmelo. Um, the last thing that we'll discuss, we uh, just received word of the Naismith Hall of Fame class of 2021. And I will read these names off to you. If I, I hopefully I've got these correct. Um, uh, I think this, yeah, this Rick, is a list of people who are up for it. Yeah. Okay, the people that are the the North American Committee finalists, I guess, is what this is called. Yeah. Um, so, I, uh, let me see. I've got Rick Adelman as a coach. Uh, Chris Bosch. Ooh, Michael Cooper. I Tim like that Hardaway. One. I do too. Michael Cooper. So uh, he was so underrated. Uh, Marquise Johnson. I'm not even going to say his name. Um, I will. I'll give him credit. Paul Pierce, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Russell as a coach that that would be phenomenal. Um, Ben Wallace, <laughs> Wallace, uh, Mister uh, Chris Weber uh, as a coach. Jay Wright, my guy, Mister Suits, uh, women's committee finalist Lita Andrews. Yolanda Griffith, man, she was a phenomenal player. Yolanda Griffith was amazing. Uh, Lauren Jackson was another one, man. Uh, yeah. Those that early Seattle Buckets. years, dude, she was Buckets. she was a bucket. She was awesome. Injuries kind of uh, derailed her, but man, she was phenomenal. Uh, Marion Stanley as a coach, I think that's it for my list. Did I miss anybody there, Tim? You got that list pulled up? I think I've just got think- them all. Did you say Chris Bosch? I see. Yes, Chris Bosch. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I see Richard. Uh, that's it. Richard Hamilton. Rip Hamilton. Did you say I did, him? He did. Yeah, he didn't make it past the. He did, yeah. The, yeah, I think he'll be on the 2023 class because they didn't have yeah. him in okay. the finalist for this one. Um, yeah. I yeah. The, I I had to pull up hoop hall after I sent that to you guys, so I apologize. Yeah, I I pulled up NBA.com here and just kind of. Um, the, of course, the big ones on on the list. I mean, they're all awesome. Um, I, it's oddly enough, we we had a discussion, a group discussion about uh, players that I guess didn't get the recognition, but were our favorite players. And one of mine was Tim Hardaway Senior. Um, I love watching Tim Hardaway Senior play. Uh, that UTEP two step they used to call it his crossover. Um, he was he was a phenomenal basketball player. He was one of my all time favorites to watch. Um, gentlemen, uh, on this list, uh, give me the one that you are most excited about. Um, I just said mine, Tim Hardaway. I'm super excited about, and of course, Ben Wallace was 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 a guy that was amazing. A uh, guy I loved watching as well. Uh, what, uh, gentlemen, who you guys who you guys I'm, looking at? Here? I'm going to go out on a limb, and and I really think that the this guy, I don't know if he'll go in first time or if he'll get in at all, but I really think Chris Bosch is a Hall of Famer. He'll get in. 
I think that I don't think people realize who Chris Bosch was before the Miami Heat. Just like I don't think a lot of people realize who Kevin Love was before the Cleveland mm-hmm. Cavaliers. Um, Chris Bosch was the dog. Like, yeah. He was a monster. And- Dreads Chris Bosch. Yeah. Oh, Dreads, yeah. Bosch Dreads Chris Dreads. Bosch was was unstoppable, dude. He was um, amazing. The other and the other guy that I I want to touch on that I think uh, this is kind of cool to see is Michael Cooper because I don't think a lot of people realized how important he was to that Showtime Lakers dynasty mm-hmm. and the amount of times he was first team all defense. And mm-hmm. I mean. Michael Cooper was a bucket. I just remember him running around with them with them long socks on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, I, I didn't realize he was a five, a five time All NBA first team defense. He first like, team, that is legit. That's legit. Clamps. Wow. Clamps. Yeah, wow. Sure. Timmy I'll play, D. I'll play the obvious man. It's time. We got to put Chris Webber in. Like, it's it's stupid at this yeah. point. Um, yeah, yeah, he totally underperformed as an NBA superstar. Like, he could have been one of the 20 best players in NBA history if he just consistently played hard and gave it his all. Um, but this is the Basketball Hall of Fame. He's part of the most one of the most iconic college basketball teams of all time. He is a parade All-American. He is a multi-time NBA All-Star. Um, you know, there's no great Sacramento Kings teams without Chris Webber. And I, you know, for a guy who didn't always give you hundred percent and like could have been way better, he was still really good. I mean, he was yeah. awesome. Like, you know, he's what he's probably my favorite power forward of all time, just because, you know, he really kind of became that, like that, that forward who was really good at passing out of the block. Like he kind of yeah. made that a special thing. Um, so I'm always going to fight for Chris Weber to be in the hall of fame until he is. It's time that we just quit overlooking it and acting like he doesn't belong. Yeah. I would agree with that, and I would get I would give him credit just on the Fab Five alone, um, because not only was that a a basketball phenomenon, it was a cultural phenomenon. Yes. We have talked about this before: the bald head, the black socks, the baggy shorts, the swagger. I mean, that stuff started at the University of Miami, but it it rolled through the '90s with that University of Michigan squad. Those guys. They they set the basketball culture on fire. Those Nike black socks. The, the, I mean, Nike should still be paying them money because, um, I mean it. I mean their culture, their swag, and their impact on the culture was, was amazing. I mean, they, uh, well, they, on top of all, I mean, it was you know they still are impacting the game now. You got to oh, think, yeah. man. Jalen Rose, oh, yeah. is, is is a is a is a prime time con- you know analyst in the daytime and you got Jawan who's rolling Michigan right now. Got a one seed. Going to be a number one seed. And you know, Chris Weber's an analyst and and you know yeah. he's he they're they're doing their thing. I, now I don't know where the other two are, but uh <laughs> yeah last year I remember uh was was um Jimmy King got uh cut by the Lakers because they drafted Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Oh, you, you ever that heard was, of that guy? Uh um, yeah yeah but, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Hey Tim, I just looked it up, man. I don't know if we're going to say underrated. I mean, Chris Weber's career averages were twenty and ten. So, oh, believe me, I'm with you. But when you talk about like Chris Weber's also like at his height during the era of Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan, so it's like he's always going to be like in their shadow. I tell you what, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know this either. I, you know, he got drafted by Golden State. 
played there for a year and had a free agent contract. Yeah, and out. then but then he also played his last season with Golden State. Yep. Interesting. The dumbest oh, contract of all time. The fact that the Warriors drafted him. Well, obviously Orlando drafted him, uh, and they gave him an opt out after his first year. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think Chris Webber uh, is one that deserves to be in. Uh, like you said, Tim, it wasn't. It was kind of like the Reggie Miller effect. It wasn't his fault that he was in the same era as Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? So like Reggie Miller's only a five-time All-Star. I'm like, well, yeah, like his his other competition was Michael Jordan. Like, like, like he he don't have any say in that. So like Chris Webber kind of falls in that for me. Like he only had five All-Stars. Yeah, I get it. But he was a 20 and 10 guy in the NBA. And on top of that, played with the two greatest power forwards probably ever to play in Kevin Garnett and maybe the greatest Tim defensive Duncan. player of all time in Kevin Garnett. Right. Right. <laughs> so I mean. You know, you got to give him that. But I, like you said, he was a Michigan Mr. Basketball. He was a Naismith Prep Player of the Year in 91. But he was on the Fab Five. I mean, he he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. I actually feel like if Chris Weber played in this modern day of basketball, he would be the only, he'd be the second guy along with um, Larry Bird to be a 2010 and five guy. Yeah, because Larry Bird was his idol. That was the guy he modeled his game after. Yeah, Larry Bird's Larry Bird's the only twenty ten and five guy in the history of the league. Yeah, my other my other point about Chris Webber will forever be this: Mitch Richmond's in the freaking Hall of Fame, guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and Webber, hey, Webber, Webber definitely is a better player. Yes, yes, he is. Tim Hardaway needs to be in there too, though, man. I do like yeah. Tim Hardaway. Absolutely. So yeah, so. um it, that that's uh i'm excited about this list i think it's a great list uh i hope they all get in i mean that's, I think, they're all deserving and i do think ben wallace is a shoe in i mean you're a four-time defensive player of the year i mean that's kind of hard to pass up i can't believe yeah. this is his fourth year on the ballot and he's still not in yeah and he's four still time four-time defensive player of the year which is crazy i mean but I'm not, I, that's crazy i'm that. not knocking i'm not knocking the guy but dennis rodman is in right yeah I, I agree. Can we put Marquez? Can we put Marquez Johnson in just because his son is the funniest person on Twitter? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Josiah, let's do it. Josiah Johnson. He's the he's the he's the meme king. He is the meme king. So, like, <laughs> yeah. So we we gotta put Marquez Johnson just for that. Just for that alone. There you go. <laughs> let's do it. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, once again, it has been an absolute pleasure to record a pod with you guys. Uh, we want to thank everybody that is watching. Uh, make sure when this comes up that you download it. Uh, download it to your Apple podcast. Uh, subscribe to our podcast that you get all of our drops. And review our podcast because we need five-star reviews. We love them and we appreciate them. So uh, we, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, please follow us on the socials at 48 Minutes. The uh, 48 Minutes Network, and that's WNTRK. Make sure you follow us on that. Uh, also, Instagrams, Twitters, all of those, it's all the same. So make sure you give us a follow. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and thank you for watching tonight, and make sure you download tomorrow. Thank you, and we will see you. Peace.